Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, promoting pathological positivity, as always, today at Live on Purpose Radio. I have a fantastic guest with me today. This is someone that I have known for quite a while. And, uh, Jeff, we just just recently reconnected after after growing up in uh, the same little agricultural community and attending uh, high school uh, years ago. <laughs> so this is my friend and associate, Jeff Olson. Say hello, Jeff. Hey, Paul, how are you? It's good to be on the show. You know, I'm better now that you're on the show with me. <laughs> good. I've, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, for you listeners, some of you will immediately recognize Jeff's name. He is the author of a fairly well-known book. It's called I Knew Their Hearts. And then, Jeff, you've come out with another one since then called Beyond Mile Marker 80. Uh, subtitle to that is Choosing Joy After Tragic Loss. And that's a little bit of a, a lead-in, I guess, to why you are known <laughs> Um, Jeff, you didn't expect to be in the limelight or, or to author a book or to speak to audiences all over the place, but you had an experience that put you in a position to learn some things that I think are powerful. Tell us a little bit about your story. Just give us a, an introduction here. No, I'm happy to, Paul, and, and thank you. I, um, I was in a horrific automobile accident, and it's been 17 years ago now. Wow. But uh, in that in that automobile accident, I um, both of my legs were crushed. My left leg was amputated above the knee. My back was broken. My rib cage was collapsed and crushed. My uh, right arm was nearly pulled off, and then the um, the seat belt cut through and ruptured all my my intestines. Oh. But the um, yeah, I was I was physically a mess. You but were a the mess. Most devastating thing of the whole or, ordeal was my, uh, the whole family was in the car and my, my wife and our two boys were, were with us. My mm -hmm. wife and my youngest son were killed instantly uh, at the scene of the accident. And so in a, in a split second, not only was I, you know, maimed for life, but my, uh, my wife and youngest child, half the family was, was taken immediately. And that was, um, that, that's, you know, that yeah. goes beyond words. There aren't words to describe what that was like. And, um, you know, I obviously survived the accident. My, my oldest son, who was seven years old at the time, he, uh, he was not badly injured physically. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, based on it was a rollover. But uh, based on what he saw and never lost consciousness emotionally, he was a wreck. You know, as far as he knew, oh, his, yeah. whole family, uh, his whole family was gone. And um, he and I had become very close, needless to say, through this whole ordeal. Mm, I'm sure. 
you know, Jeff, you say that there aren't words to describe it. I've been reading your words as I've, I've gotten into your book, um, and it's just hard to imagine. It's, I'm sure you could never have imagined what was about to play out in your life. And, uh, yeah, there, uh, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I could have never imagined, and they're really, you know, it's difficult to describe it. It's been 17 years now. I couldn't, I couldn't speak of this for mm-hmm. years after. I would just, I would just cry, quite honestly. I mean, mm. the, the only thing that sustained me was I did have some very beautiful uh, spiritual things, you mm-hmm. know, out-of-body or, or near-death experiences, as you will, but Mm-hmm. Had I not had those little glimpses, I don't know where I'd be. Because even even with that, I I couldn't speak of it. I I would simply fall apart, and um, there was a lot of emotion surrounding all of it. Right. I haven't yet read your second book, Jeff. Um, and maybe we should push the pause, and I'll go read it, and then we'll continue our <laughs> record. I I get a sense though. Now mile marker eighty. In, in southern Utah is where this accident occurred. That's correct. And your second book talks about getting past that and choosing joy after all of this tragic stuff just happened to you. Um, that's an intriguing idea to me, that, that it's possible to actually choose joy what have you learned in that process? And I know that that's a, a small question for possibly a big answer. Yeah, that's a loaded that's a loaded question. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting. Uh, Mile marker eighty has become a very sacred place to me. Mm. And in fact, um, you know, the the first manuscript I knew their hearts was originally called Mile marker eighty. That's how I had submitted the manuscript and. And that was interesting, too, because I had no intention of ever writing a book. I didn't share these things. Only mm-hmm. my immediate family, you know, knew what I had experienced and how I felt about it. Right. Um, I, I mean, you know, making a long story short, I was, I was teaching a little Sunday school class on a, on a Sunday morning, and mm-hmm. I shared just a little bit of what had happened to me. And this was, this was 10 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this woman in the class came up after, and she said, you've got to talk to this fellow. He's down at the university. He studies these things. And I, I met a, a fellow named Robert Little, and he twisted my arm and asked me to come speak to a group um, in Salt Lake mm-hmm. that dealt with grief and, and death and, and even out-of-body or near-death experiences. And I, I, reluctant, uh, I reluctantly did so, but in the audience was a publisher who came up after and said, you've got to write a book. And I said, no, no, I, you know, I don't really share these things. These are sacred things to me. And he says, no, 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 we're going to do a book. And I, I began to contemplate all that. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, at one point, as you know, here all this stuff had landed in my lap. I had a publisher willing to do the book, and, and mm-hmm. here we go. I, I went back to the scene of the accident, which I hadn't gone back to for years, which was Mile Marker 80. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I asked the question. I'm, I'm a guy who prays, and mm-hmm. I, asked, I asked God in that instance as I knelt there on the side of the road, still weeping over all that had happened, and I had remarried, and we had adopted children. I mean, you know, life had moved on in beautiful ways, but I, yeah. got, a, I got a profound answer on the side of the, <laughs> the road there 
that yes, I was supposed to write the book, uh-huh. that that's one of the reasons I was here. And it, it's interesting. I call it the voice that speaks to your heart, but I can quote what I was told. I was told, share your experience. And mm-hmm. if you do, people will heal, and they'll get their own answers to whatever they're dealing with in their lives. And so that's been the most beautiful thing about you know writing a book or putting it out there is the cards and letters and emails that I get from people who really... Mm-hmm. Um, really are hurting and really are looking for answers, and then they'll find their own epiphanies and things like that happen. But, but choosing joy, I mean, this this came to me on one of my darkest, darkest nights. And this was, I mean, this was after I was out of the hospital. I spent, I spent almost six months in the hospital. I had right. eighteen surgeries as they put me together. In ICU for much of that time. Yeah, yeah, I was in ICU for over three months, I believe, and I kept throwing pulmonary ambulisms or the blood clots that would lodge in your lungs. And so I, mm. you know, I had had an extensive hospital stay. But, mm-hmm. uh, but at one point when I had actually moved back home, I had gotten my oldest son back in school. You know, I, I was back at work. Life was moving on. But, you know, the grief would come in, in waves. I mean, I would think I was doing okay, and then it would hit me like a huge... Mm. tidal wave and on on one of those nights when actually my my son had just gone up uh to his room in fact i i still had trouble doing the stairs you know they had fitted me with a prosthetic limb and other things Mm -hmm. but part of it too is i i was still so bereaved and lonely it was difficult for me to go to my own bedroom i mean i i would often sleep in the recliner in the uh in the family room just because it was it was so um emotional but sure as I watched my son go up into his bedroom and I realized, you know, he's only, at this point he was probably eight, and I thought, he's never going to remember his mom. He's never going, you know, he's going to have this life that is so much different based on a split second of something that happened and I was driving a car, you know, and the grief and the guilt and the remorse mm. would just just um, flood over me. But I... I found myself on that night actually prostrate on the ground, crying out to God and saying, what am I ever going to do? I mean, how are we ever going to get through this? And I do mm-hmm. not profess to, uh, to talk to God all the time, but on that night I audibly heard two words. Mm-hmm. And it was only two words, but the words were choose joy. Wow. And I realized, uh, I realized it was a choice, you know, and that no mm-hmm. one was going to save me but me. And that literally I, I got to stand up and make a choice about my life and how I was going to um, take this on. You know, I, I couldn't control what had happened, but I could always control how I experienced it. And instead of asking all the why questions, you know, why me, why both a wife and child, why the leg, why, 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 why? I, I began to ask the what. You know, what am I learning and what can I do because of... Um, the things I've experienced. Right. Uh, wow. And Jeff, even as you're talking about this, it it is very, very clear to me that even though you experienced this, it's not all about you. Have you learned that? Yeah, in fact, it isn't about me. That was the interesting thing. when I When I got that profound answer that, yes, yeah, share your experience, write the book, Mm-hmm. because others will heal. That, that's when I could let go. I thought it isn't about me and my story and right. my stuff. It's about other people. It's about, it's about simply sharing my experience. And that was funny, too, because 
even in writing the book, I would think, oh, you know what, I'm going to expound on that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if what I call spirit would say, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Share your experience. Let people draw their own conclusions. Let them derive their own answers. You're simply sharing your experience. And that's when I realized it wasn't about me. That's it was right. not about me, and that's what, uh, that's what gave it any power. In fact, just getting out of your own way allowed you to show up in a way that has blessed the lives of many. In fact, Jeff, that's how we reconnected. I had a client sitting here on my couch. And yes, listeners, I have a couch. <laughs> and as, as this client was sharing with me a healing experience that they had in their own life and then identified this book as a primary factor in their healing, and then I realized, hey, wait a minute, do I, is this the same Jeff Olson that I know from high school? <laughs> and, and sure enough, it was. But because you were able to get outside, out of your own way, you have blessed some lives, and it's not just you. I mean, it's the spiritual support that people feel as they do that. And I think that's an important concept to remember for, for any of us, you know, as we're facing adversity or challenges. It could be the hardest thing in the world. And yes, it's, it's about you in the sense that it is you, but that's where it ends. Because beyond that is a, a more general, more universal principle that, that people all over the world can relate to and experience. So, yeah, that's, so uh, that's so beautifully said, Paul. I mean, it really is. And part of my, my out-of-body experience was absolutely knowing and, and, and actually seeing the connection between all of us, you mm-hmm. know? And that was interesting. That's something I want to follow up about because I don't get to talk to people a lot about out-of-body experiences. And there's something about this that I think is important for our listeners to hear. Folks, we'll be right back. We have Jeff Olson with us today here at Live On Purpose Radio. You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass is half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, we see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. Then there are those who see it as completely full, all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive. They are pathologically positive. Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live On Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, 
drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com So, Jeff, you've tickled something here. And this is fresh on my mind because I've been reading your book. And a question that a lot of people have as they try to define their life and their purpose in it has to do with a a larger picture beyond what we experience here in this mortal existence that we call life. Um, I think most people have a sense that there's more to it than that. But Jeff, I'm thinking you have more than just a sense of that. You've experienced some things that have taught you a bigger picture, a larger context. What would you like to share about that today? Well, I can, I can share briefly a couple of things. And I'm, I'm going to go back to the accident, the scene of the accident, in that, mm-hmm. in that absolute mayhem. And as odd as it may sound, in that scenario, my spirit literally left my body. I mean, I I felt a rise. I I went into another realm. Mm -hmm. And it felt as if I was surrounded by light. But the interesting thing is I was promptly told, and this is um, profound as well, it was was my deceased wife. My wife, who I knew was deceased at the scene, all of a sudden was there, and she was perfectly fine, and I was there with her, and I was okay. However, the conversation was, was that I could not stay. I had to come back. I mean, and I, and I knew that. I had a young man in the back seat of my car crying, and I knew that we couldn't leave him orphaned. And although there was always choice, somehow my higher knowing knew that I had to come back. And when I did, and when I made that conscious choice, I found myself wandering through the hospital. Now, I had been life-flighted to Salt Lake, and I had no sense of time when I was having this, this profound goodbye yeah. with my well, my wife, you know, but um, but in uh. the hospital as I was wandering about, I experienced something um, divine. There's no other word for it. I, I, I everyone I saw, the doctors, the nurses, the patients, the families, everyone I saw, I knew them absolutely perfectly. I I, I knew everything about them. I knew their love. I knew their hate. I knew their decisions. I knew their motivations. I knew. Everything they'd ever done and every reason why, I, I literally knew their hearts, which is where the title That's came the from. That's the title. But mm-hmm. Yeah. But, in, but in, in experiencing that, I, it, I, I experienced the connection. I knew them as well as I knew myself, and I had this profound, overwhelming love for them, all of them. Wow. Everyone from the heroin addict to the, you know, saintly grandmother, and, and mm-hmm. I... I, I, grew up in a, I grew up in a good Christian home, and, and biblical verse was coming to me as I was experiencing this profound vision of their souls. I, I knew I was seeing them as, as God sees them, and, um, you know, the, the, the famous verse came to me of, 
Inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of one of these, you've done it unto me, which used to be a very nice, you know, charitable thing, but I realized mm-hmm. it at a deeper level. I thought, oh my gosh. Here the Master knew, just like I was experiencing, that they are me. You know, and, 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 and the Master viewed himself no different than the beggar on the street or the person in prison, and I was literally experiencing that where I was connected to all of them. And, and this overwhelming love and seeing them in their perfection, regardless of what their station in life was or the choices they had made, and then knowing somehow in this cosmic plan there was perfection in all of it, mm. um, it shifted me big time. I mean, it shifted me big time, and I was never the wow. same. I was never the same. You can't be the same after that. No. And I'm feeling, Jeff, that this is really sacred ground that Mm -hmm. we're treading on here. There is something very profound that you learned through this experience that somehow in in a spiritual, kind of a higher level, we are all connected. Mm -hmm. And when we're open to that, we begin to experience people very differently. Yes. Yeah, and the interesting thing for me is is seeing, and, and here again, words are sometimes difficult, but seeing mm. people in that way, but feeling them, experiencing them, knowing them in that way, um, boy, judgment just went out the window. Mm. You know, judge, judgment went out the window, and all of a sudden there was nothing but love. Mm-hmm. And there was this profound comprehension that, wow, we really are brothers we really are you know sisters we really are connected in in a in a, in a way that's so beyond our earthly experience but mm-hmm. but i was experiencing it in a very real real way wow i i was just thinking here's something you've maybe heard about read about there were stories you know near-death experiences go toward the light you've heard them before right jeff yeah yeah but this was you. Yeah. This was you. You went there. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because as, as I was feeling all the people around me and all the circumstances, I, I did eventually come to a body laying on a bed, and I didn't feel anything from it, which I found odd. But as I stepped closer, I realized it was me, that I was mm. looking at my body, and it was a wreck. It was a wreck. Um, but I knew I... I knew I got to get back in it, and and I realized in that moment, too, the gift, you know, the gift that our bodies are, the gift of this life. I mean, I I had grown up feeling that life was a test, you know, Mm. that God was going to test me, and I had to pass, and kind of like our math class, you know? Yeah. But what I realized in that, and I, I could lecture for two hours based on the five seconds I stood above my body, but I realized what a gift what a gift life is. I realized it wasn't a test after all. It was absolutely a divine gift of love for us to come, learn, grow, choose, mm-hmm. and that it was all in perfect order. There's a sub-theme here that feels important to me also. That There's a bigger picture, there's a bigger context. We're not alone. Mm-mm. There's some amazing support that's not always seen, Sometimes it's felt, I remember you uh, sharing in your book about some of the medical personnel who had attended to you mm-hmm. and some of the feelings and impressions and uh, 
experiences that they had during this same time. And it all attests to that same truth that we are connected, we're not alone, we're engaged in this process that has a mortal earthly component and then there's something much bigger than that that extends beyond this earth. Yeah, and I love, I love, I love the title of your show, Paul. I mean, living on purpose, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what I got a glimpse to. In fact, I I had several um, little peeks into the beyond. You know, the veil would open up to me. I mean, during those long months in the hospital, I had some very profound experiences coming and going from this realm to that realm and back again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are not alone. And, and I'll promise that everything has a purpose. Even the bad, icky, ugly things, you know, that, that mm. happened to us, that we, we, we literally took place in planning, creating, and taking on our life in a way to come here and learn exactly what we wanted to learn. And, 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 and as simple as it sounds, that's the only reason we're here. We're simply here to learn. And the entire universe just holds it in love and says we love you enough to let you learn. Go have your experience, make your choices, and the the love I experienced in that in that realm on the other side. Um, I mean, I I was surrounded by angels in the nursing staff, the doctors, my family and friends in the hospital, but there was there was other angels, mm-hmm. and um, and there was other connections with 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 God, with what I call my divine creator, which really did hold a context for me to have this slight little glimpse as to what's really going on wow. and, uh, and how much we're loved, all, all of us. I mean, that's the interesting thing. I realize that we're all in this together. We, we laugh at home now and say, God doesn't have any stepchildren. We're no. all his. <laughs> you know, right. we, and, uh, and we, uh, you know, as we live our lives that way, then the purposes unfold. And it, it might be as simple as tucking your kids in bed or, you know, taking cookies to the neighbors, or, you know, it might be becoming the president of the United States. But no one purpose is more important than another. And often it's the little things that are the big things. Mm-hmm. So often, so often it's those little things that really do have the biggest purpose. The little things are the big things. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, Jeff, today we had an, an opportunity here at Live on Purpose Radio to send a spy in. <laughs> You know, to find, okay, what's really going on here? And can you come back and tell us anything about the lay of the land? And, and Jeff, you've had some experiences that have given you, you, you keep using the word a glimpse into a bigger picture. And you're coming down to a couple of very simple, basic principles that, that include, well, the, the thought that I had was live, learn, and love. Mm-hmm. And what if that, that's it? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the plan. That's what we're here to do. That's it. I mean, that's it. It, it seems so simple, and yet, you know, I, I and and again, I, I come from a from a, a, a Christian background, and and you know, you, judge not that you be not judged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of punch in those things, and by letting the gut that you know, letting go of the judgment, and letting go of of the comparisons and simply loving, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll focus again on loving ourselves. You know, loving ourselves. I mean, love thy neighbor as thyself. You you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't already have. And so, loving yourself 
forgiving yourself, letting go of those, you know, burdens that we cast upon our own shoulders is, is a big part in loving others because it's, uh, you can't, you can't love unless you, mm-hmm. unless you have it and you can't love others until you love yourself. And we, we shouldn't be spending so much energy trying to distinguish between ourselves and others. That's right. Because we're all part of a bigger picture and very connected in that way. Oh, wow, Jeff. You've got my mind spinning. And, <laughs> and there may be other conversations. I know there will be other conversations, but this one is coming to a close. I want to make sure that our listeners have a way to connect with you. You have a website. Um, I believe it's at one now.com. Is that correct? That's correct. It is just spelled out. A T O N E now.com. At one now. At one now.com. And I've mentioned your book titles. We've got I Knew Their Hearts. And folks, now you know what that means as, as Jeff had an experience with, with knowing people's hearts. Um, wow. That is really cool. And you, you get into that in more detail, obviously, in the book. But then the second one is moving beyond and choosing joy. Um, right. Beyond Mile Marker 80, is that the correct title? Yeah, that's correct. And the, the first book's about the tragedy, the accident, the out-of-body experiences, and the recovery. Mm-hmm. But the second book is about picking up the pieces. I mean, all of our lives are sometimes shattered, and we... You know, at some point you got to put on your pants and go to work. And yeah. the, the second book is beautiful because it includes falling in love again, uh, remarrying, adopting children. But it also has some profound things. Oh, Paul, you know, I, mm. I, I cry when I talk about it. I have two very special angels that look out for me. Mm. And, um, and they've been very involved in my healing, and they've been very involved yeah. in the, the people that have come into my life to, uh, to help me put the pieces back together again yeah that's amazing and i'm thinking probably more than two jeff i think i know the two that you're talking about (laughs) yeah but uh we are not alone there are many many angels among us both living and departed i believe that i've seen that in my own life jeff you're an amazing example of of having a glimpse into that and thank you so much for sharing your insights with us here today at Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. Everybody, you know what time it is. Uh, First of all, go out and get Jeff's book because you will be blessed from doing that and share it with other people that you know would enjoy it and, uh, and it would improve their life as well. And now it's time. Go live on purpose.